Hello and welcome to the Rant and Rave podcast. I'm Dave. And I'm Frank. Dave, good afternoon, my friend. How are you? Happy almost July 4th. This is almost July 4th weekend. Or it is July 4th weekend, isn't it? Yes, it is. We are two days uh, ahead of our big Independence Day on the, on the 4th. So we hope everyone's having a great weekend. And we hope you're all doing well wherever and whenever you are listening to this. Um, I could tell you somebody who's not doing so well right now. Who's that? The, that's the uh, the French baker out there in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the bread is officially well done now. A little burnt. Oh, 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 crispy. <laughs> Can you call it crispy? How'd you like, how'd you like that? Medium well or rare? <laughs> yeah, they're going to have to do a whole new, uh, yeah. uh, uh, new loaves of bread going up there. Hey, yeah. uh, <laughs> my segue to that, um, and we should not be laughing. Well, we shouldn't be, but we, are, but we will. But we will. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do on this show. <laughs> Because the French deserve it. Because talk about bringing it on yourself. But Brick, hey, Brick, exactly. Hey, history repeats itself. I love that phrase. It's biblical. Everything that's happening now has happened a hundred times before. Last time on a big scale. Hey, let's go back to 1789, dude. Yes, 1789. sir. 1789. Yes, sir. Who's who's the, who's the queen of France? I think it was Marie, Marie Antoinette. Uh, Antoinette. There you go. Yeah. Now, um, she was known as being a pompous B-I-T-C-H, yep. basically. Yep. Uh, full, full name, by the way, Maria Antonio, Antonio Josefa Joanna. Okay. A.K.A. Maria Antoinette. Um, yes. So she lived a, a lavish, does this remind you of uh, Nancy Pelosi, by the way? A lavish <laughs> lifestyle yeah. uh, with, with various consorting and, and various relations with all the, all the other snots out there with her mm-hmm. makeup and the, and the food. Yeah. And she was, of course, uh, uh, given credit for saying, let them eat cake. Now, right. interestingly, they're saying she didn't really actually say that. But <laughs> it, it's a symbol of her excess as in the monarchy. Right, right. Uh, really, she might have said, let them eat brioche, which was a sweetened bread. Okay. Not kind, quite, kind of like a cake. Because right. the peasants were starving. Right? right. This is a monarchy, and there's no middle class. So guess what happens in 1789? Yeah. They, uh, the uh, revolution kicks in. French they Revolution, arrest baby. Her, they yep. arrest her. They have a three-day trial. Off with her head. Goodbye. Done. Cut it off. Done. That was it with Marie at the age of 37 years old. So to sum that all up. Yeah. Now we have Macron. Macron. Who's out there at yeah. an Elton John concert, and this thing kicks off four or five days ago. So and by thing, of course, Dave, you're talking about the – just for those folks who are just dialing in here on the on the planet Earth, the, the riots in France and Paris and all that spurred on by it? the shooting <laughs> of some jack dude, some Muslim guy with like a rap sheet 15 you know, years long. Right. So uh, it kicks off – you know. Uh, Macron's already behind the eight ball on, on all this stuff. He's just another out of touch elitist idiot. But the, the but the great why I bring up the Marie, Marie Antoinette thing is on the first night where this all explodes, they have great pictures of him dancing up a storm right. with Elton John. Oh, exactly. Just, oh, just yeah, just completely just great. out of touch. Yes, and, and that's just a beautiful. I mean, there it is, folks. That's a beautiful Honestly, connection, dude. There, there, I mean, there it is, folks. So, and talk about slow to get your you know what into gear. Yeah. And yeah. it just shows you how unprepared they are. And so let me think, let me think. Oh, yeah, this whole multiculturalism experience. Yeah, how's that going, going for you? It's going so well yeah. over there yeah. in Paris. Let's bring in more uneducated, uh, yeah. unskilled, yeah. Uh, young uh, uh, Muslim men yeah. who, have, who give a rip about your values and totally. your culture. Well and said, it took dude. just one, one little thing uh, of some, some lifetime criminal, even though it probably, he was like, what, 18, 17, yep. 18? Yep. Yep. The place has exploded five nights in a row. 
Tell, yeah. How bad is it right now? Dude, great, great opening. And absolutely, it's it's really bad. And before I get into some of the stats on just how bad it is, you know, a friend of mine actually is over there with his family uh, trolling around the French countryside. And much like your comp- comparison, Dave, with Marie Antoinette and Macron, this is my comparison. Here's this nice family of four. They're great people, huge libtards, but still very nice people. And they're over there showing the French countryside to their two kids. And they've been sending me pictures and Facebook and, you know, showing them eating the croissant and the, what's that long loaf of bread called? That's, uh, that's the, the, the French, lo- French loaf or whatever in the countryside, cutting flowers in their nice little rented Airbnb home in the countryside and stuff. And then happening at exactly the same time. In Paris, in Marseille, in all of these cities all across the country, the police have had to deploy 45,000 riot police across the entire country. The whole country is on fire. And that's no exaggeration. This makes look the summer. This makes look like the the BLM summer of love, like a walk in the park. Uh, I mean, this is really, really bad. Um, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of buildings set afire, hundreds of vehicles torched, many police officers injured. Um, there's video all over the internet on this. The, the mayor of Paris had to escape from his house. They attacked his house, his wife this is, this and is children. Something. Give us this again. What's, where is this again? The mayor of Paris. This is right. Oh, there. oh my lord. This is his house. This is the official residence of the mayor of Paris. They attacked his house, firebombed it. And they, they got him out. I mean, he was he apparently he wasn't there. The wife and the kids were. They got the they got out. So it's just a mess. And like you said, Dave, beautifully. And you know, I've got a lot of history in France. You know, some bad stuff happened to me back there in '96. Also, connected to Muslim terrorism, uh, with some awful stuff, which I will talk about on the show one day, but not today. But that was the beginning of the Muslim invasion from North Africa, from Algeria. They hate the French. They speak the same language, but they hate them and they hate their culture with a passion. And now you have a situation in Paris and Marseille and many other cities where roughly 10% of the population of the whole country of France, France is about 50 million people, give or take, and roughly 5 million people in the suburbs of Paris are in the northwestern suburbs. It's called a no-go zone by the French police. They won't even go there. They won't won't go there because they know they're going to die. And so they basically live kind of a lawless environment, uh, you know, in these areas. And you know what? Like you said, dude, they brought it all upon themselves. In the year 2022 alone, okay, most of the illegal immigrants, whatever you want to call them, actually crossed from the English Channel. In 2022 alone, over 45,000 illegal immigrants. And it's not women and children, please. Yeah, no. The nonsense story. Over 90%. Uh, military-aged men between the age of 18 to 45. Right. So that's in one year, 45,000. Yeah. And they immediately get on the company dole, if whatever word you want to yeah. call it. Yeah, government dole, uh, whatever, government yeah. Government dole. Um, it's, it's just – it's a powder keg. It's a powder keg. This ain't going to end anytime soon. No. So you know who snapped uh, finally was the head of the France – the French, France uh, police union. Okay. Well, finally, the head. Uh, I was trying to find his name while I was talking, so sorry if I, I a little slow there. I couldn't find the guy's name, but good for him. Finally, somebody's saying this is insanity. <laughs> Dude, here's a... <laughs> what, what, what are you doing? So these are you know violent minorities wrecking havoc across the country. So finally, the union goes. This is enough. We, yeah. we have to we have to step up. And finally, the, the, after just like the first three days, nothing happened. And finally, yeah. the French police have finally got the tanks out. Yeah. They got the, the water guns or whatever you want to call it. And finally yeah. bring in a little bit of peace. 100 percent, dude. And let, let me let me let me sort of give you this. This is how bad it is in France. OK, uh, Iran, 
on Sunday called on France to, quote, end the violent treatment of its people. And Iran, the state of the government of Iran, urged its own citizens to avoid non-essential travel to France. So, so dude, if Iran, yeah. okay, Iran, clearly a bad actor and a state sponsor. <laughs> right. like, if Iran's telling you to avoid France, you got a freaking problem over there, dude. Don't go to France. It's too violent. Yeah. Oh, that is hilarious. But feel free to come to, like, Tehran, where things are partying and rock on, right? All good in Tehran, but don't go to Paris. Oh, Lord have mercy. Um, obviously, we wish the, the French citizens well, but you brought it on yourself. I'll say that a hundred times. Really did. No, they um, voted uh, for it. They got it. They asked for it. Uh, it's liberal thinking uh, at its finest, at its core. At its core, it's Marxist, neo-Marxist ideology, and they got they got what they deserve. They got it. Yeah, so. and, and I don't care if you can say, uh, well, they, you know, I think, believe it was uh, Marie Le Pen was the close competitor, yeah. uh, a center, the center-right uh, yeah. uh, female who lost by just a little bit, even though she gained traction. She might get there now. She might get there now. I mean, after stuff like this, dude, I'm not sure when the election cycle is next in France, but I mean, she might get there after this kind of stuff because, you know, look, the days of going over there and having a nice glass of wine and a cafe au lait and a hot chocolate croissant under the, like a, uh, you know, a tent and looking out at the the scene of the Eiffel Tower, that those days are gone. You'd be lit on fire and lit up with an AR-15 at this point if you try to do that. Those those days are finished. I mean, these cities have not seen this kind of violence, I hate to say, since 1945. So there you go. Since the Germans rolled through. Um, Here's, now, we've, you know, hopefully you've all been checking our shows out because on a weekly basis we kind of tell you, (laughs) hey, we give you a little blast of what's happening in Europe. Yes. And we've been pointing out that in Italy, in Sweden, in Spain, the center-right yeah. Politicians are winning. Here's another one for you, dude. Ready? Greek. Oh. Ah, so Greece's wow. new conservative demo, new it's called New Democracy Party, which is eh, not a great name. Interesting. But now has won a second election in five weeks Sunday. It was uh, so now they have a comfortable parliamentary majority now. Okay. So now finally Greece, because Greece has been slammed as well, because all these yeah. little islands. Are we sure? Been... Are we sure it's a conservative party? Because there's a party in Canada called the New Democratic Party, and gosh, they're it, pretty liberal. I know that's why he had to, I had to read it twice. It is. Okay. So uh, I'm going to give you the guy's name, uh, Kyriakos Mitsotakis. Okay. I know. I'm sorry, I butchered that. But yeah, he's definitely center right. He want he's done with the immigration nonsense, um, and okay. they they're you know. I would, wouldn't say it's crushing over there, but this yeah. is a, a step in the right direction. And I think when you when you watch your neighbors to the north, yeah. where their capital is on fire. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Hey, so now let's do a quick segue. Yeah, from big segue. A, a, from a, a tyrannical uh, cesspool happening in Paris to over here. Let's go down to South Carolina. A little city. Uh, what's it called? Pickens, South yeah. Carolina. Yeah. An unbelievable President Donald Trump rally yeah. yesterday. Yeah. The town of only 3,000 people, and from what I read and what I saw, it looked like about 50,000 people there. Oh, they're saying, oh, and plus another 20,000 outside who couldn't even get in. Right. Um, very positive. I think his demeanor is fantastic. And yeah. the best part about it was who got booed? Uh, Lindsey Graham, baby. Lindsey Graham. <laughs> Graham. And I'll give you, I'll tell you, and, and, and I can summarize in, I can summarize in one word, Dave, why he got booed. And I, I've seen him personally, when I was at Mar-a-Lago last year, I saw him personally interact with Donald J. Trump, 45. And I can tell you the reason he got booed, Dave, he's a traitor. He's a traitor. It's that simple. If you don't have loyalty, you don't have anything. And he, and he got booed so bad and so long, he had to leave the stage. I, I mean, it was real, it. it was really bad. We got a primary him. We got a primary Romney. Um, come on, their time is done. 
Done. I think we got to turn the page on these people. Anyway, I just want to say that it was, yeah. you know, as a, as a contrast to happening there and the troubles we are having having yeah. here in the U.S. No, we got some big. We're going to talk. We're going to. It's a great, beautiful rally. He's yeah. he's on point so often, and every yeah. day that goes by, oh my God, he's right on that. He was right on that. He's yeah. right on that. Yeah, we're going to talk about some big wins right now in the Supreme Court. But I'm glad you started with the political stuff because we are winning. We are. It may not, may not seem like it every day, and I know that's we're ranting all the time. It's part of our show, what we do, but. There are some big wins getting chalked up out there. We're going to talk, talk about a few of them right here with the Supreme Court. I know. It's funny. After, you know, um, the lasting legacy of Donald Trump might be the Supreme Court justices that he put on. Not might be, dude. It is. Anything else. 100%. That, that is his single biggest. Uh, you talked you, you talk to Mike Davis, Article 3 Project, uh, you know, former clerk for Chuck Grassley, Senate leader. He putting three conservative justices on that court, and they don't always vote exactly the way you want to every single time. But having those three there, and we're going to talk about the three big decisions and a few other related things right now. But uh, huge, huge for us. So uh, let's start off with the affirmative action ruling. Yep. Um, I didn't even know they were. This was coming up on their agenda, oh, yeah. but it, but it did. Yeah. Um, and it dropped, and of course the the leftist uh, nutcases went apoplectic. That's a good word. Love it uh, about, about the about the, the ruling because oh geez, let me think about this. We should allow people to enter um, colleges and universities based on their merit, not on their skin color. <laughs> oh my goodness! You yeah. mean black people actually have to do uh, the same work as yeah. Asians and whites? Shocking, oh right? heaven forbid! Exactly. Now this this stems from a couple of court cases which were very important. I was following very closely. So the court on Thursday. Uh, and I'm taking this from Reuters, by the way, struck down uh, this past Thursday race-conscious admissions programs at Harvard. That's what they were called by that. That's not my words. That's what they actually called them at Harvard and also at the University of North Carolina, basically prohibiting affirmative action policies uh, that have been long used to increase, to your point, Dave, numbers of blacks and Hispanics and other they say underrepresented groups on campus. Here's what I call it, stupider people on campus, because that's what they are. I mean, I'm sorry. It's just, it should be 100% merit-based. And if that means 90% of the people that are admitted are Asian, so be it. They're the ones who are smart and studied and whatever. And I'd say that if they were with their white or black, it doesn't matter. It should be 100% merit-based. And so basically the Supreme Court found that those policies at those schools violate the United States Constitution's 14th Amendment in terms of equal protection under the law, and they were struck down. And now nobody in the country can do that. I love it. Um, I hope this has long-lasting repercussions throughout the education institutions, yep. especially Harvard. Speaking of Harvard, um, they're the, the worst. And by the way, they've got like 50, over $50 billion yeah. in their little bank account. So for all this hemming and hawing about, uh, well, speaking of that, let's do the segue to the student loan thing. <laughs> they <laughs> right. should be paying back all the all the dumb uh, kids that took these ridiculous majors at, at right. Harvard and coming right. out of there with $300,000 of debt. So here's the next segue. The Supreme Court also on June 30th uh, voted six to three. Yep. Not bad. Yep. And they struck down President Joe Biden's controversial plan to partially forgive student loans. So remember, Biden, of course, wants to, wants to kiss ass to all the young folks out there. Hey, you know, uh, you, the underwater basket weaving major you just, you just you got through over there in, uh, right. uh, in Stanford. Well, you don't have to pay that back. And uh-uh, not so fast there, hotshot. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> the CBO said the plan could cost $400 billion, but it doesn't matter. That's BS. Wharton, Wharton, Wharton said nonsense. two. Wharton said exactly. two trillion. It was yeah. It was a multi-trillion dollar uh, giveaway to buy votes from young people. It's really what. And we and we all knew it back in 2020. We all knew it. We called it out for what it was. It's only it's they say a surprise. It was only a 
surprised that the libtards actually thought that thing would stand. <laughs> they don't have the, the executive branch does not have the power of the purse. You cannot do that. And they pull them back. They pull them back. Very simple. So uh, Justice Barrett did a good job on that one. Um, and John Roberts actually did the right thing this time. Um, exactly. He, he's been super wishy-washy yeah. uh, lately. And so basically it's saying, uh, you know, the whole student loan thing is a, is a debacle anyway. It needs to be – the government should not be in control of this, this program. Yep. Um, it should be spread out amongst various financial institutions. But uh, once and for all, hey, <laughs> start writing that check. I know you're not making too much at Starbucks now. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry that you're a barista there just for your medical benefits. But, uh, yeah, you can spend 5000 a month or like 70% of your free cash flow in your stupid little apartment and your latte and your iPad. <laughs> Good luck with that. Hey, so, give Dave. Us, give, us the, yeah. give us the other rule. Yeah, there was like, yeah, there was a third one. No, we're, Dave, we're so busy winning. Like, we're so wow. busy. I'm tired of winning. I'm tired. That's how happy I am. I'm so tired of winning. Good. So, uh, third big ruling, and then actually getting to a fourth, which was a federal court, not, not the Supreme Court, but a federal court ruling on guns. Third big ruling on Friday, the court dealt a blow to the alphabet soup crowd, the LGBTQ plus crowd, by ruling that the Constitution's First Amendment free speech protections allow an evangelical Christian web designer, this is kind of like the whole bakery thing a few years ago in Colorado, very similar, but a different case, who objected uh, on religious grounds to gay marriage to refuse to provide services for a same-sex wedding. Um, and and because it, it violated the, his, his religious beliefs. And the Supreme Court said, yeah, that's right. And so what that ruling now does is it effectively, if you remember the Baker story day from Colorado, and this, this, is, this wasn't just a case of a baker in Colorado who just didn't want to make a cake for a gay couple. What folks at home have to understand, left-wing groups have been targeting bakers, bakeries that are owned by Christians for years. And they've been bringing many, many, many cases like this to trial. It's a strategy. It's a game. They did it on purpose. Sure. They did it on purpose, 100%. They throw shit at the wall and they hope it sticks. And now with this Supreme Court ruling, whether it's Christian web designer, whether it's a baker, doesn't matter what it is. Now the, the law of the land says – if it violates your beliefs uh, from a religious perspective, you have every right not to do it. So that's fantastic. Uh, Neil Gorsuch wrote the majority opinion. Yes. Great job, Neil. He's, I think he's come through more than anybody else the last few years. He's really been good. Um, let's give the – it was actually a lady. Let's give her a, a shout-out for being <laughs> – talk about – man, you got to have you know what of steel, even if you have me to, to go through this. Lori yeah. Smith, oh. uh, her company is called 303 Creative. Oh yeah, um, and she was just uh, just at random. It's like they're, they're going to pick on you. Yeah, and and they just they that just 100%. shows you what, what nasty little people yeah. they are. Oh, they are. Instead of saying, "Hey, you know what? That's fine. You don't want to uh, create this website or this this cake for us. We'll move on to the next shop that will." No, yeah, yeah. no, and that's you, not good enough for them. And you know who, of course, was part of the opposition was that new uh, what's her name again? The new Brown? Supreme Court justice that she, that just just got put on there. It's a Shaniqua or yeah. something? No, Paprika. KJ Brown. Kadanji. Katinji, Katanji. She's dumb as a brick, by the way. <laughs> I don't know. Jeez. So Total. is Sotomayor. They are just Total dumb brick. As a... In fact, on this one, though, they didn't even have a dissenting opinion. They Nothing. Didn't, why bother? No, that's right. How, totally. How, how unconnected they are to actually wanting to, uh, you know, have display totally. the correct uh, rulings. And, and the last one I'm going to leave folks with oh, yeah. uh, on the court side of things, and I'll let you wrap, Dave, or whatever. But um, so this was a ruling by a federal uh, district judge in Texas. 
So you may have heard this term ghost gun, Dave, ghost guns. The liberals like to use this term to scare people. Ooh, it's a ghost gun, so it must be scary, like a ghost, right? Ooh, scary. Well, all a ghost gun is, Dave, is just it's the lower receiver or it's the it's the basic forend of the gun, but it's not connected to anything else. So there's no barrel on it, there's no trigger, there's no nothing. It's just basically one third of the end. And so by itself, it's nothing because you can't fire it, you can't do anything with it, so it's not a gun. And so there's been a lot of controversy over the years, is it or isn't it a gun? And so the ATF tried to rule uh, that ghost gun, ghost gun parts are ghost guns, but in fact, they're just, it's like saying, that, here's the equivalent, Dave, it's, it's like buying a tire for your car and saying the tire is actually a car. <laughs> it's not a car, it's just a tire. And that's, that's, basi- that's basically the analogy for folks who don't know guns too much. And so the federal judge uh, said, no, uh, the ATF, you overstepped your bounds. Another three-letter three letter agency trying to ru- ruin our lives. They, they rule by, by re- re- regulations and rules and fiat, not by law. They overstepped their bounds. The ban was unconstitutional. The judge threw it out. And ghost guns are now, uh, ghost gun parts are now legal, which they should be because they're just, they're just parts. They're not a gun. Exactly. Uh, I tell you what, and all these, the one thing that these, all these kind of have in common if you actually put any of these to a vote to the American people on a, on a nationwide level, they'd all lose. Right. And it just shows you these are all nanny state, overreaching, high regulation, left hard policies Bingo. that we just have to stomp out because they, they just they grind you on these. Ugh. And that's why you need a powerful figure like a Trump to point it out. Bingo. To call Because if you listen to the typical whatever left wing, you know, rat holes that they yeah. mouth and off yeah. uh, they make you think well oh you must be you must be one of a racist you're xenophobe right. you're right. a gun whatever nut right so you have to you have to have somebody who can clearly say what this is because yeah most people will agree with what how not not, not not only agree most people will just defer which is what i hate like whether it's judas pence or any yeah. of the key any of the other keebler elves trying to run for president right now these like 12 whatever they are people like just and they're, they're it's ridiculous because nobody has the cojones other than trump is necessary to actually do that. Dave, great to see you this week. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We really do appreciate it on this July 4th long weekend. Don't forget to check us out on your favorite social media. We are at Rat and Rave 1776 and on every podcast platform that is available out there. Share us with your friends. And Dave, we'll see you down the road on the right side.